You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to What's the Lesson? We are your hosts, Jill and Mary. See, I do it every time. I introduce you first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mary. It sounds. (laughs) It is. It sounds so. It just rolls off your tongue. It sounds very. It sure does. Totally. We're morphing, in, we're morphing today? into it's good. We're morphing into the same person. So I morphing. see Mary and become Jill. the same person. <laughs> that is true. There's no more morph. It's happened. There's no more. I know. So many people now are like, are you guys sisters? And then we'll show up wearing Isn't the same funny? outfit. It's funny how that happens. It's like when you start to look like your spouse. Because <laughs> you're around them so much. I know, I feel isn't like it? that's a thing. It is totally a thing. We're like, wait, are they cra- like this? Or boyfriends and girlfriends too. Some of the girls that we mentor, their boyfriends were like, they look very much alike. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I'm well, oh. Mara. How are you doing today? I'm also well, ready to record some podcasts with you, which we have a lot to talk about. Um, it feels like we've done a lot of guest recordings and haven't gotten our own thoughts out there in a little while. So it's exciting to download on some things that we have learned in the last couple of weeks, months, years. Yeah, I know. Every time we sit down to record, we're like, okay, what have we been talking a lot about and what can we share on this podcast so others can absorb the information, practice the information, maybe go and have a conversation about this information. And today we want to talk about something pretty, I would say like pretty much everybody knows what we're going to be talking about, like or has an idea of this image that we're going to be talking about today. And today we're going to be talking about a Ferrari. (laughs) And I want you all to imagine if you had a Ferrari, what color would it be? Mare, what color would you drive? If you had a Ferrari, what would be the color of that hot car that you would be the owner of? I feel like this type of sports car, let's not mistake it. It's not like a luxury vehicle. And I think there's a distinction there. Like luxury vehicles are cushy on the inside, right? They've got like heated seats and the best sound systems, Ferraris are all engine. So it's not like super duper comfortable inside. But with this, like this type of sports car, I feel like it's okay to go totally off the wall colors. I'd be like neon yellow. (laughs) Of 
course you would. If you guys know yeah. Mary, she loves neon. She always puts neon on her nails, uh, orange, yellow, pink. So that answer is not surprising to me. And I love that you know a lot about cars. I don't. I'm like, I didn't even know that they're not super comfortable. I have never well, sat in one. So I have sat in plenty. Just, I mean, my dad worked with cars. I've been in, around, in and around cars for a really long time. And you think like Lexus, BMW, Audi, those are like luxury vehicles. A sports car is going to be like your Aston Martin, your Lamborghini, your Ferrari. Like you want to do the upkeep on those so they remain fast. That's, yes. that's their purpose is that's like their engine yeah. is just irreplaceable it's amazing the ability for it to go zero to 60 in less than a blink of an eye that's what those cars are made for so you really want to make sure the maintenance on them and the upkeep on them is top notch yeah I mean you take care of a car like that differently than what I drive which is a 2011 GMC Acadia you know I a car that you probably wouldn't paint neon yellow. Right. I tote kids around. They're allowed to have food and drink. Like there's no way you would ever have food or drink or kids, you know, allow their sticky fingers to fit in a a Ferrari. Um, (laughs) If I were to choose a color, I think a classic cherry red would be, I had a cherry red GMC or no it was a Pontiac Grand Dam growing up and it was my we bought it from my neighbor and it was like the most beautiful cherry red so I feel like I would channel Jill who was once 16 in that car but just level up in a cherry red for Ferrari (laughs) she can't have one if she can't say it (laughs) (laughs) don't even ask me to spell it either The reason we're talking about Ferraris today is because the the relevance. Jill and I went to one of our mastermind in-person getaways a couple weeks ago up in Munns Park, and we were talking about female business owners and how um, we'll put everything we've got towards our business, you know, sleepless nights, hours on hours on hours. It's funny, entrepreneurs will quit their nine to five because they don't want to work for somebody else only to work for themselves 10 times more. Uh, it's entrepreneurship is, is funny in that way where it's like, we're so focused on everything else where we wind up putting ourselves last. So the question at the mastermind that was posed was, do you see Ferraris outside in the rain? Do you see Ferraris park next to 1974 Dodge Dart? Do you see them hanging out like with scratches and busted up bumpers and fenders? And the answer typically 99% of the time is no, you don't resoundingly no. So why is it that you don't see Ferraris around those other scenarios? And it's because they're well taken care of. So she turned that question around into, are you the Dodge Dart or are you a Ferrari? And of course, we all want to consider ourselves a Ferrari, but are we treating ourselves like Ferraris? And most everybody in the room said no. And that was kind of one of those moments where we got to zoom out and be like, whoa, why do I care about this more than I care about myself? Why do I care about that more than I care about myself? Because at the end of the day, we're all very aware that we can't pour from an empty cup. If there's nothing in the cup, then I can't give to those situations around me. That moment for me was 
a light bulb moment. And we also talked about how energy, like to your point, Mare, like where are we leaking energy that is taking away the essence of our Ferrariness? <laughs> and then it's looking at all areas of your life, not just our business, but um, in friend groups. If you're a parent, what does that look like? Like where where is that the energy that you're giving away that you can essentially buy back to then pour into other things that will serve you, that will take care of who you are, almost like the maintenance checks of you being that Ferrari, that that sports car. Well, and this is where I want to tie it back around to how we brought this conversation to our girls. Right. So we have been in conversation with one of our girls in particular around her friendship groups. So you just brought that up. It's like she comes into our sessions a lot of the time having observations or complaints or reenacting scenarios that have happened from the weekend before that have stolen her energy to boot. So it's like mm -hmm. this one friend was fighting this friend. And then at lunch, my one friend got into a fight with another, like physical altercations. These are high schoolers. So as much as things change, they still stay the same. Like we're still fighting. This is how we're getting out our aggressions. We're not coming to the table to talk about our disagreements. We're using physicality to do so. So it's like right. she is spending so much energy focused outwardly on what's going on with her friends and then having to do reputation management where it's like she literally is that Ferrari hanging out with the Dodge Dart. And it's like, mm. how do we get her to see that she is a Ferrari? And because she is a Ferrari, she should treat her relationships as such, she should look for other Ferraris to hang out with. How do we get that light bulb to turn on for her? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that was a moment for her to kind of come into her senses of like, oh my gosh, if you put it in that regard, now that makes total sense. And what that's taking away, what's interesting is like she's putting, like she wants to be around friends. She wants to make friends, but they're not the right friends. And then what opportunities she's missing is actually putting herself out there in ways that will fill that void or that gap. So it's taking away the opportunity for her to play sports or to try out for student government or whatever that is because she's too wrapped up in these other people who are not elevating her at all. Actually taking so much away from her that she's too distracted to see what else is out there. Well, and if we put ourselves back in the shoes of a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old at this point, like friends were life, right? Like we have to understand that just because we're personally developed as 30 to 35 year olds, that's not going to be the case when we introduce these topics to high school aged girls, because friendship is like air to them. It's one of the most important things. They, they're consumed by it. So when we introduce these topics, it's going to take repetition to continue to harp on the point we're trying to get across is like a lot of these friends, you're going to go through them because you're going to find out that they're not good for you. How do we bridge that gap and shorten that learning curve for them to be aware of it prior to even heading into sophomore year, junior year, senior year to where they're like, am I acting like a Ferrari today? 
How is that mm-hmm. question top of mind every time they leave the house? So what you mentioned as an energy leak is no longer a leak. It's a plugged hole to where now that energy can be redirected towards things that will move the needle for them. That's being on a team. That's experimenting at a sport. That's involving yourself in extracurricular activities such as student government to where you're able to expand on what we talked about in an earlier podcast with your knowledge, your skills, and your abilities, like those those things that will contribute to society in a positive way moving forward. Okay, so how do parents almost crack the whip? Because what we also see is leniency in parenting when kids get to a certain age because they want their kids to become independent. They want to give them more autonomy. But How do you not swing the pendulum too far one way where you're almost friend zoning them and then not like supporting them in, like you said, moving the needle forward? Because we see a little bit of both. We see the helicopters and then we also see the friends. And I think you, I mean, you said it, it's like the leniency and I get it. Autonomy as We need to teach our kids to be autonomous. We need to teach our kids to be independent because before you know it, we're pushing them out of the nest. They need to know some certain things, but that doesn't mean you have to be lenient on the boundaries. I like to think of it like a a bowling alley, right? You've got the bumpers on the side. They don't go in the gutters, but they're able to traverse the entire bowling lane. Kids thrive with boundaries. And that can be really difficult as a parent when you want your kid to like you. Mm -hmm when you want to be friends with your kids. But believe me, you have years to be friends with your kids after you teach them how to be a self-sufficient, independent adult. And they might not like you through that 18-year period where you're doing that, but they will be thankful for you after age 18 when they realize the things that you drilled into them, the boundaries and the restrictions that you placed on their life in that time period helped them get the job help them ditch the loser boyfriend, help them see bad friends from a mile away. You know, Mm -hmm. that saves them time, that saves them energy, that saves them emotion. Mm -hmm. It continues to allow them to upkeep and do oil changes on their Ferrari. Ooh, yes. And what we also are seeing is that at a certain age, girls don't want to always share everything with mom and dad. However, they know what's expected of them. So as long as they know those expectations, like you have to play a sport, you have to be on a team, non-negotiable, and you have to not get straight A's, but you have to put effort towards your schooling. And there's room for mistakes to happen. There's room for successes to happen. But if there, if there's not clear, like you said, boundaries around, okay, I have to do these things in order to get friend time. then what's going to happen is friends are life, like you said, and everything else doesn't matter. And then we fall into the trap of, oops, I didn't really make school a priority for my child. And it doesn't have to be, again, you get straight A's and that makes you a good student. It's about how, how are we celebrating hard work? How are we celebrating effort? How are we celebrating failures? That can look totally different than straight A's, but your kid knows that that's important. Then when you do those things, 
then you get to have friend time versus the opposite. Because if you don't set those boundaries from the get-go, it makes parenting really challenging. Right, because you're you're like backsliding at that point. You have to like go back on what you said was important to you and then the punishments happen and then the negative emotions happen and then you feel like it's just this, this cyclical thing where if you set those priorities from the get-go, then you wouldn't have to backslide. So it's like, how do we have friend time and homework time? How do we make it a win-win for mm-hmm. both parties? It's like, if I spend an hour on my homework after school and get it done, then I can go be with my friends. It's not just, I need to go be with my friends right now and totally throw homework to eight, nine, ten o'clock at night where I'm not putting in my best effort, where I don't have the energy level to focus on it so it doesn't get done. Because then what happens when it doesn't get done? It piles up. Mm-hmm. How likely are we to do one homework assignment versus 20 homework assignments that haven't been done? Absolutely. It's a lot harder to do 20 than it is one at a time. Yeah. And think about when you wash your Ferrari. Do you wash it at 10 o'clock at night? Heck no. You're like in the very beginning of your day or in the afternoon when you can see all of its glory, the paint, the interior. It's You want to be able to spend time on it in order for you then to go do the things that you want. So what Mary and I love and when like when when we're working with girls and and it's really working, it's because our girls know what's expected of them and they don't always need to share the the secrets with mom if or dad if they don't feel comfortable, but they know that they can come to us. So we hear a lot of the things and we get to coach and support and challenge and offer different points of view so that she can she knows what to do at home with mom and dad. And then she also has us if she doesn't feel comfortable going to them so that it feels very harmonious. And I think that's the word that really comes to mind for me is when when all of that works together. It doesn't mean that life's wonderful and great because every day a girl is challenged by something. But when all of those come together, harmony happens And that's when you and I, Mayor, are like, yay, how do we get more of that for more families? I mean, more families have to decide to be in this work, honestly. Mm -hmm. They've got to put ego aside. They have to know that it's okay for their kids to have other outlets, outlets as in teachers, coaches, life coaches like you and I, because it does take a village. It says nothing about your ability to parent. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it actually says more if you're willing to invest in this type of work, not only for your child, but for yourself as well. It says more about what you place importance on than anything else. It doesn't say that you are a bad parent. You need help because you're not sufficient enough. It says that you really give a shit about your kid being a successful adult while they're still a teenager. Yeah. So to tie it all together, I think you said it really beautifully. It's okay, everybody's a Ferrari. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a girl, whether you're a human being, we all need to treat ourselves that way. Mind, body, spirit, everything. Like we need to look at ourselves and say, where are we leaking those? Like where are we having those energy leaks? And what do we need to do to buy back the energy for us to be the best version of ourselves? And that's where you and I can come in to support in that, in addition to so many other things that are out there. That's what we wanted to bring today. 
We are this hot neon red Ferrari and we need to treat ourselves as such. So with that, you guys, enjoy your day. Thanks for tuning in and we will talk to everybody on the next episode. Bye, you guys. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.